Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm Eric Eager. I'm joined today, as I am every single Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, by one of my best friends and a very, very sharp better, Ben Brown. Ben led you to the promised land with a number of great derivative bets last week in college football, and I believe on props. Now, George calls himself the prop king. Ah, I'll sell that a little bit because Ben was eight and one last week on props. Um, Ben, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I definitely can't steal the prop king crown from George. I feel like I'm maybe more of like the prop whisperer or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Maybe I can go with that as like my new mo sort of thing. You know, more just like whispering sweet nothings into I people's think ears that just win or something. But here's like the that. thing. I think I'm the prop whisperer because I'm the one that like everybody runs their props by beforehand. That's like I just don't true. take the credit for it. Like I. I'm not saying you're the prop king, but I'm also not saying that we're a monarchy. Like I'm saying that there might be two thrones that people can have, and you have certainly deserved one. Look, so this is like a prop democracy, not necessarily right, like a monarchy right. and, or and dictatorship. In, or in the spirit of what's currently happening right now, let's let's settle for that. Um, now, today's a big day, election day. We're gonna come up on tomorrow, and a lot is not is lot a lot is gonna be undecided. But one thing that's going to be decided tomorrow, Ben, is that we're going to get not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six Maction games on a Wednesday night in November. God has given us football here. There's six games, and PFF Greenline obviously is your go-to shop for value on college football games we've been amazing even the last two weeks have been kind of a grind but we've been up a combined six units the last two weeks in college football your picks have done great we have some value on these wednesday night games ben which one do you want to look at first let's let's dive right into eastern michigan at kent state i think is kind of maybe uh the one that i'm most looking forward to so i wouldn't mind uh you know, diving head first right into that, get it over with right away, basically. We have kind of an interesting matchup. Uh, Preston Hutchinson getting the start for Eastern Michigan. Of course, we have Dustin Crom coming up uh, for Kent State. Both of them played a decent amount of snaps last year. I think Dustin Crom was at like 415 dropbacks or something like that. Preston Hutchinson, not necessarily as much. I think they had Mike Glass the majority of the time, but he did see some um, snaps as well. So I do think this is kind of an interesting game and opened up minus six and a half for Kent State. We do have it closer to four and a half at this point in time. I'm wondering, uh, you know, how are you kind of evaluating this matchup? Yeah, I mean, just a, a little bit of nuts and bolts for people. Like, we love uh, Dustin Crum of Kent State. Not so high on his team in general. Um, a lot of what, you know, obviously none of these Maction teams have played yet. So our modeling and analysis of this is basically to look at preseason betting markets, also to look at preseason recruiting numbers and essentially regress to the mean. And what we're going to do in 2020 is we're going to regress to the mean more heavily than normal uh, preseason and then essentially let things sort of evolve more quickly than normal, obviously, because we want to react to slow news. So here, the markets seem to agree with us. Eastern Michigan open six-point underdogs. We're seeing it now at four and a half. There's still some value there. Um, you know, the total on the game a little high. I like... 
Eastern Michigan, probably more on the money line in a plus 170 situation here. You're buying some variance, but you know, obviously the three and the four don't mean as much in college football. Give me Eastern Michigan here. Um, one thing I was going to say was Kent State, you're going to look at 60 you know, degrees outside, nine mile per hour wind. So not a huge weather game. We're going to see some unders that we like in this action, but this is not one that we like. Go with the Eastern Michigan Eagles here. Yep, definitely. I mean, do you agree with our, you know, opponent adjusted grades that Eastern Michigan probably has the better overall offense, even though I definitely side with Dustin Crom as being the better quarterback in this matchup at this point in time? You know, I, I trust our numbers. So obviously, yeah, but like, I have to say that like Eastern Michigan's not necessarily a team I've scouted. Um, Joe Crum's somebody that in my college to pro projection system looks great um, with, with the competition. They obviously last season against Buffalo, I believe, um, you know, came back, you know, one of the games we had a uh, huge edge on. We had Buffalo and cost us a decent amount of money by coming back at the end. He also outperformed uh, J- Jordan Love in the bowl game for Utah State or sorry, Kent State. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about this bet. But at the same time, you know, college quarterbacks tend to disappoint. <laughs> you know, That's so right. uh, go ahead and give me Eastern Michigan here. Let's move on a little bit. OK, Ohio Bobcats my home state hopefully mm-hmm. you know maybe out still to, tomorrow turning out today central michigan chippewas now central michigan at home in this one is two and a half point underdogs we're a little bit shorter than that um 124 on the money line but what we like here is the total F- 57 and a half we're, we have it more at 57 um you know when you look at central michigan you're looking at 11 mile per hour winds tomorrow so not terrible um, but, you know, both of these, you know, offenses are a little bit higher, you know, fourth and fifth in the MAC, but the defense for Ohio is the MAC's best. So, you know, the under might be a play here, um, we, you know, with the favorite Ohio having the better defense. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because basically we're breaking in, you know, new quarterbacks on both sides of the ball. I think we're going to see Curtis Rourke, maybe some Armani Rodgers from Ohio. I think Daniel Richardson's basically going to get the majority of snaps for Central Michigan. But neither, you know, we don't really have much data on anybody that's necessarily going to be involved at the quarterback position. So I do think just from the perspective that we could see these offenses start a little slower. Obviously, you know, Ohio's number one ranked offense last year is going to have quite a bit of turnover with Nathan Rourke no longer, you know, running the show basically for the Bobcats at this point in time so I definitely do side with the defense I think the weather is just you know another factor um going into why that's probably the correct lean at this point in time in this situation uh and the betting market kind of agrees with us I do think the opener on the total was at 60 it moved down to 57 and a half we are seeing some 57s as well already so I do think that we could probably continue to cut through uh 57 and a half get down to 57 which I don't think there's going to be much value on this opportunity at the 57 point total so um from that perspective I do think it's one you're probably going to want to lock in here early in the day and I do think you'll probably pick up some valuable line movement as we head towards kickoff in this matchup. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. 
play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests, or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um, looking at this game, you know, obviously totals last week. You know, we had a couple bad weeks in a row, but last week unders were the play. We had the under in the Rice game. We had the the one that I stayed up as a fucking degenerate for the Nevada versus UNLV under. That one hit. Um, the under in Ohio State famously pushed based upon those two short missed field goals. Weather is a more important, like, this is an interesting one because we're seeing teams, it's sort of a double whammy, first games, right, which might impact defense but might impact offense too, and weather, um, not always the best in some of these ones. Let's go, one of my favorite college football teams, I got to say, because I like their uniforms, but I also like just, like, the will that they impose on teams. It's not a big edge. The Buffalo Bulls, 13.5-point favorites at the Northern Illinois Huskies. Total on this game, 52. We kind of like the under here. Um, when I looked at this weather, not egregious. Northern Illinois, 57 miles per, you know, 57 degrees, 10-mile-per-hour wind last time I looked. So it's not like a huge – it's not like the NFL last week where our totals did great, by the way, Cleveland, Minnesota, um, under uh, because of the, that weather. But this is just one where I think it plays. Buffalo likes to run the football. We have them as the best team in the MAC. We have the second best uh, offense and the first best defense. Um, what do you think about this particular total here? Yeah, I definitely think that Buffalo's, you know, probably the class of the MAC at this point in time. I do think we have them right around 77th overall in our ELO rankings, like you said, first in the MAC. Um, under, I do think that it's going to be. I don't know. I kind of like. I don't mind the quarterbacks in this matchup. I do think we're going to see a healthy dose, healthy dose of Kyle Van Trees. Uh, Matt Myers might be a little bit mixed in here from the Buffalo side of things. Ross Bowers, you know, did see the significant majority of the snaps for Northern Illinois last year. Uh, didn't necessarily grade that well. I think he only had around, you know, a little shy of 19% or 20% of his passes be positively graded, um, slightly below average. PFF grade and wasn't necessarily too great from an EPA perspective either, but um, I do think that they could potentially move the ball just a little bit from Buffalo, so I am probably a little bit more worried about this under than I was in the last game at this point in time. It is just so low. I mean, 52 points is some of the lowest you're going to see uh, in college football at this point in time, so if Buffalo, uh, you know, has any sort of success running the football or potentially pivots just a little bit more to be a little bit more pass happy than they were in previous years, which still wouldn't be that much, but it could be something that uh, probably dictates more towards the over at this point in time. But it is tough. I think, you know, totals are kind of dicey in general um, from the perspective of we don't really have any information on these teams at this point in time. So it is kind of a question of, you know, what the long layoff and lack of, you know, basically any sort of 
games happening at this point in time. Who does that affect more, the offense or the defense? I do kind of side with it affecting the defense more. That is what we've seen, um, yep. you know, early in the season of college football and the NFL. So from that perspective, I am probably more worried about this under than I was in the last game. So that's one where I might not be as inclined to uh, either lay down a full wager bet on. But uh, if we get any sort of, you know, movement any further down, I don't think we're going to have any value on this total either. So. 100%. And, and um, this is one where we bar- barely have a, an edge. And speaking of barely having an edge, so Western Michigan versus Akron, I'd be remiss if I don't talk about another team in my home state, the Akron Zips. Um, they are 18-point underdogs at home um, to Western Michigan. We don't really see a value there. I think if you get this thing up to 56 as a total, obviously the unders of play. Um, Western Michigan, if anything, should be the side. I don't like laying that much with so much uncertainty. There's another one though, um, my, you know, Ball State at Miami. Miami, the four, you know, the the MAC champions last year won. Greenline liked it last year during the the MAC championship. They not only won, you know, beat the spread, but won outright. Minus two, we see actually a, a, a basically a break even bet there if you want to lay the two with them. Um, I don't mind that at all. I think that they're a scrappy bunch. They're the third best team in MAC ELO ratings, um, you know, because mostly because of their defense. So that's just one to think about. But I want to before we circle around to some you know end of the week games um, before obviously you do your podcast Friday to talk about Saturday. Bowling Green Falcons, great school. We've had interns from there. I, I love Bowling Green. They're at the Toledo Rockets now. Toledo, the alma mater of one Bruce Gradkowski, another. PFF favorite and, and great colleague of mine uh, and yours. Um, here we have, you know, Toledo favored by 23, as they should be, probably what Bruce is thinking. Not, you know, we, we lean towards Bowling Green, but not a big edge there. We would, we, you know, more, more looking at the under 62 and a half, we see a 2% edge on that. And in large part, you know, because, you know, the defenses in this matchup are bad, but are they this bad, Ben? I mean, they look like they might be this bad, actually. We do have them basically the two worst teams um, in the MAC, according to our defense opponent, adjusted grade. So from that perspective, I think, yeah, it is that bad. Um, The total is probably, I think it's basically a touchdown more than any other game that we have coming up here. Uh, I guess the Eastern Michigan Kent State, what is sitting in that kind of same vicinity of games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what we're going to get from Matt, McD- Matt McDonald, quarterback for Bowling Green. He did transfer from Boston College. So I uh, didn't see a ton of playing time last year, but I do think that he could be, you know, potentially a slight upgrade from Bowling Green on that offense. On the other side of the ball, Toledo, I do think we'll probably see the majority of Eli Peters. But again, there's uh, this is one of those situations where they have, you know, three quarterbacks that they played sparingly last year in 2019, Eli Peters, Carter Bradley, and Daquan Finn any of those guys could get reps. I do think that Eli Peters is definitely the best of that crew. Um, just from our grading perspective, I would definitely lean towards him probably getting the start and seeing the majority of snaps. But I do think that um, the play is, especially if you're leaning towards, you know, Toledo not necessarily covering the widespread that I do think that will probably see the under hit as well because I think this is going to be a situation where uh, they're going to have to have some big chunk explosive plays to actually get over the six two and a half point total and cover so if they don't get that unless we see you know a really really quality performance from Matt McDonald which I don't necessarily think is going to happen then I do think that 62.5 the under is definitely the play at this point in time yeah for sure so a fun night of action you know might you know go 10% of the way to make up for the night that has been tonight. Um, Thursday night It'll football. It'll be a much better sweat. It's got to be a much it's better gotta sweat. It's got to be a much right? better sweat. So 
Thursday night football, obviously you get Packers 49ers, a rematch of the NFC title game. You know, both teams are sort of banged up. Not the greatest game I've ever seen. You also do get Utah State, Nevada. Two teams like, dude, I was sweating Utah. I forgot to say this. Utah State versus uh, Austin Gale, San Diego State, uh, Aztecs. That game only went over because Utah State scored their only touchdown on the end of the first half on like a Hail Mary. Whereas Nevada went under because they sort of called off the dogs at the end in a multiple score game against, you know, the UNLV did against them. Uh, they've actually been pretty good in why they're favored by 16 points here. We don't really see an edge on side or total. Wyoming, a team that we've bet with the last two weeks, we had Nevada against them. That ended up winning in overtime. Last week, we had, we had, we, sorry, we bet against them. We had Ho- Wyoming last week against against Hawaii, and that cashed. Uh, we liked on, we liked Wyoming in that. We did, and and By we had quite them. a bit of margin. I think that was kind of opposite to where the market was actually well, at. That's that right, and, and well, it moved so. a, away from us, and then ended up. You know, it was a kind of a no, you know, no sweat it there. We easy. also had, yeah, it was... we also had under in that game, and we do have the under again in Colorado State against the Rams. The difference here is we kind of like the Rams at home. You know, getting three and a half plus one forty five. What do you say about the, this game, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes me a little nervous. Colorado State basically didn't show up whatsoever against Fresno State last week on Thursday Night Football. I think that, you know, basically wasn't close at all. It was one of those few had Fresno State. You definitely were riding high at that point in time. Um, I would probably lean more towards the under than I would uh, lean towards Colorado State. I do think that's probably the more viable play. Uh, 52.5 point total obviously is low from... Um, you know, college football perspective, but it has actually come up, you know, three points since the opening. I think it opened right around 49 and a half, sitting at 52, 52 and a half. So if you can get it at 52 and a half, I do think it's a viable play. If you're sitting more looking at, you know, a 52 number, it's probably not as good. Um, but I don't really think these offenses are all that great. You know, Wyoming's basically 11th out of 12 in the Mountain West Conference, and our opponent's just a great. So um, from that perspective, they haven't really been that high quality and you know any sort of facet of the offensive football game for either Wyoming or Colorado State so that's kind of why I lean towards the under as opposed to trying to back Colorado State and the team that's um you know hasn't looked good in their one performance so far in 2020 so I don't really think I want to buy into them this early in the season but you know if Wyoming you know gets ahead again to a decent lead like they did against Hawaii they're going to run the ball they've they did you know so far in the season 61% of their plays have been on the running side so i think that's going to keep the clock moving a little bit i do think that kind of coincides with backing the under which i do think is the correct play at this point in time 100 the only reason wyoming's game against nevada went over um was because Overtime. of a late barrage of plays but their quarterback is not really uh, a guy i like to back you know it, it to back in any you know way shape or form okay let's talk about friday just briefly here san jose state at the san diego state aztecs the aztecs blew out uh, Utah State the other day. They're nine and a half point favorites. We don't see a ton of value here on side or total. It, you know, look, there are more improbable things than Trump winning tonight. But one of, but something more improbable than that is a San Diego State game having a total over fifty. We're not going to see it here. It, it closed the other day at forty and a half. It's forty-seven and a half. I, I don't understand why. You are a kamikaze if you bet an over on the San Diego State game. You are prepared. You are prepared to, you know, for the worst, as Austin Gale will tell you. The other game that's interesting is BYU. Who look, Ben, you're a Vikings fan. I grew up one. I'm out in lapsed at this point. But like a lot of Vikings fans, moved on. 
like the like Zach uh, Zach Wilson for BYU. This is the first game where they haven't been what. Well, I guess Huge they were they were fame. close to they actually were like pick 'em against Navy and then blew that blew them out. But right, since then, the year, yeah. since then it's been basically like, oh look, UT you know UTSA or oh look, Western Kentucky Tri- pushes. By the way, Gunnar Romney, one of Rom, one of Romney's kins, like fumbling that snap, so they had to kick the field goal and push the thirty-one. Thanks a lot, man. Um, but the you know here they're favored by three. We kind of like them against Boise. Boise a little down, I think. Uh, you know, just losing some player John Hightower, for example, to the NFL. Um, but they are at home, and that's a tough place to play. Um, so I wouldn't advise betting BYU unless you can get maybe, say, like a two and a half, minus 130, maybe on the money line. Um, yeah. But the one game that does have value on Friday night is an ACC game. Now, we've gone to this well before. Total 59, Miami the, Hur- the Hurricanes at the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Um, we like under here. Uh, Miami favored by 10 and a half. You know, the worst defense in the conference is owned by North Carolina, but we don't seem to care here. What what say you? Yeah, I mean, that is basically the main key. Is I backed North Carolina State under early in the season. It was basically a shootout right away. It didn't come even close to hitting that under, um, unfortunately. So I have kind of – I know our model's kind of been on their unders basically all season, so this is one that I'm not necessarily feeling uh, too great about coming up here on Friday night. But – um, you know, if you're looking for a little bit of action, it might be something to be able to sweat out, but it's not something that I feel, you know, that strongly about at this point in time. I do think the total is bumped up just a little bit. I think it opened at 59, seen it in a lot of spots at 59 and a half. I do think that if it's going to continue to rise, it might be a situation where, um, you know, you're betting it much closer to kickoff time here Friday as opposed to locking it in early in the week. So I do think that's probably going to be a line that continues to move. I don't think it's going to drop at all at this point in time. So I would probably wait. And, uh, you know, if you're feeling good, if some of these action bets hit on Wednesday, if you're feeling good about Thursday night football, get a little bit more going on, then uh, I would probably target this under on Friday. But I don't know. I kind of want to go back to this BYU-Boise State game. I know Hank Bashmir sat out for Boise State last week. I'm not too sure on his situation coming up this week, but I do think if that if he's out again this week, I do think that BYU is probably playable at that field goal spread as well. So one, my last thing that I will mention at this point in time. So, we'll yeah, see, that that's but. a good. I mean, that I, I think that that will be worth the the price of admission. I mean, honestly, this is such a a great, um, you know, addendum to college football. You know, we we had we've had kind of incomplete weeks. We've now had fuller weeks, and you know, to our credit, our our models continue to do okay, um, even with the you know new number of games and the uncertainty associated with it. There's not a ton of value on the board this week as I sort of scroll through, um, which. I, I kind of feel good about it in the sense that there probably isn't that much value on some of these teams that played a lot. We kind of know, um, you know, and, you know, the only thing that we're moving on is COVID related stuff, which is really hard to model. So, um, but, but some of these, you know, early, you know, action games are probably more value uh, on those just from a modeling perspective than, you know, uh, than, you know, some of these other games. And we have good ones in the Eastern Michigan, Kent State, um, obviously Buffalo against Northern Illinois. And, you know, some good games on Thursday and Friday. So for Eric Eager, I'm going to, uh, you know, go back to drinking some bourbon. Um, He is Ben Brown, as I said, one of the sharpest college football bettors and NFL DFS props, etc. that I know. Um, This has been the election night slash 
election after day morning. PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.